Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who preferred the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Hello, fellow WNYXkins. I'm Tom, and I will be today's host. I'm here with Thaddeus. Hello. And Lauren. Hello. And today we're covering Apartment. It's the third episode in our Costume Mania unit. Now, Lauren is going to kick it off with our Agent Zero Pew Pew plot synopsis. <laughs> Apartment was season five, episode 12. It originally aired on January 12th, 1999, which was a Tuesday. Dave and Lisa find themselves in competition to be chosen to rent a coveted apartment. The deciding factor for which candidate the landlord will choose is an endorsement from Mr. James. Jimmy can't decide and attempts to outsource the choice to the staff. When that fails as well, he turns to the internet for help. Joe has been tasked with creating the official WNYX webpage, but Mr. James discovers it's in a word, crap. Jimmy <laughs> threatens to take away Joe's webmaster pay if he can't improve the website, prompting Joe to set up a webcam in the break room. Very 90s. Thank you, Lauren. Um, now, we set up a few categories and games that I, as the host, will award arbitrary absent points for to the contestants for their answers and arguments. At the end of part A, I will award one lucky contestant our episode's ABSA award for excellence in this podcast. So let's get started with round one, ABSA fever. <laughs> so Lauren, you are the last host. You get to go first. So Lauren, what scene would you show to a new person? I'm going to go with the Matthew quiz scene. So I really liked the, uh, I could tell by Thad's face, that might have been on his list, probably high up there. My number um, one. <laughs> it's a great scene. God, it's the number one um, overall. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fast-paced nature of the scene. I like the way the questions are obviously absurd and don't relate to the overall question of who should get the apartment at all. And I also <laughs> like the way Lisa just, com her competitive nature comes out immediately. She doesn't care that it doesn't make sense. She just wants to win. Um, so, of course, that means Dave has to play along, too. And then, ultimately, when Dave can no longer play along, that's what wins him the final point. The absurdity does it for me. Great scene. Matthew. <laughs> Correct, David. <laughs> okay, Thad. Uh, what would be the, the scene that you would show? Uh, so my scene is going to be when the staff votes on who gets the apartment. they got the big chalkboard at the table. Uh, Matthew gets tricked into revealing his vote, which is very, very clever. I always <laughs> like that. And I love watching Lisa enjoy that as well. Joe has a great little speech. Uh, about electronics and, and home ownership, so I love that from Joe. Um, and then Jimmy makes the decision to send it to the internet. So right. right away we got that. And then to be honest with you, the Matthews alien background speech, it's funny the first couple times. Now, we watched this a bunch of times. It stops being 
as funny the more you see it. But the first time when he's like, is that how you introduce yourself and all that? Like, that joke actually hit. So I think a yeah. new person would like that, and that's a strong way to end it. Very good. Very good. Okay, Lauren, what would be your next scene that you would show somebody? Um, I'm going to go with the alien autopsy scene. Okay. Um, I think it really captures the absurdity that made news, news radio different from other sitcoms. And I know it's a very short scene, um, but it's, it, it's still really displayed. Like, you get a ton of Matthew's personality in there. You get a lot of Joe's personality. Uh, Beth is clearly playing a caricature. Um, but um, I, I just think it would very much confuse a new person. And so that's why I would want to choose that scene <laughs> to show to a new person. <laughs> Okay. Well. No context given. Just start calling you the Riddler, man. You just like, I know. It's like figure it I out. Wanna, I want to mess with this person. Not really. That, what would be your next scene that you would want to torture someone with? <laughs> I'm. Uh, my next scene is gonna be the internet campaigning scene when they're in the break room and they all come in one by one uh, to to campaign to the camera. Uh, it, we started off with a great, uh, great introduction by Jimmy, James, James, the man so nice, they named him twice. All right, <laughs> Max comes in, Max wants sex, Dave saw it first, and Lisa obviously brings in the puppy. So I think that's a strong scene <laughs> top to bottom. <laughs> gotcha. Very good. Okay, well, just basically on the strength of the quiz show, because I think that is the number one scene. I got to give Lauren the point, the, uh, point on this one. Um, first is but, first. What can I say? That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so that you get uh, to go first on what quote is the most usable or that you would want to use in real life. All right. So my first quote is actually kind of like the second quote that I really want to use, but it's the one that's a little bit more applicable. Um, it's going to be for the uninitiated. A lot of this can be confusing because I think you can say it, especially when it's something very, very simple. You know, like, oh, you want to put clothes in the laundry? Look, for the uninitiated, this would be very, very confusing. But you open the door and you put them in. Like, I, I think there's a lot of scenarios that I could throw that out there and, and just really come off as a real smart ass. Okay. Very good. Uh, Lauren, what, what's your quote that you would like to use? Okay. The one I'm going to go with um, is going to be a paraphrase situation, but I'm going to go with James James, the man so nice they named him twice. Mainly because someone recently used a variation of this on me in real life. And nice. that was how I recognized them as a news radio fan in real life. So that's how I know it's usable. And immediately I was like, that's a news radio reference. And, <laughs> and the look on this guy's face, like, oh, my God, somebody caught it. <laughs> like, yeah. he, I can tell he's been out there saying this for 20 years. <laughs> Pure joy. Nice. So, so that's my quote I'm going with. Very usable. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dad, what's your next quote? Okay, this is possibly my favorite quote in the episode. I hear some dogs are happier at the pound. Their friends are there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that, like, you can use it, again, to be ridiculous. When somebody says something ridiculous, I think you kind of throw that out there and throw it in their face. You know, like, oh, like, oh, I didn't know I had to change my oil. Like, yeah, and you know what? Dogs are happier at the pound. Their friends are there. <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch but i just enjoy it so much like there's a pretty good chance i'm gonna try to use it this week okay <laughs> okay lauren what's your second quote um second quote i'm going with 
Hello, geeks. <laughs> I think it's just a great greeting. Um, it's a great way to enter any room. Um, great way to address my kids. And uh, per <laughs> usual, <laughs> no one would take any offense because I'm usually the clear and obvious biggest geek in any room I'm in. So, <laughs> so it works. <laughs> Are you going to let King Geek outdo you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually, I also had the, I hear some dogs are happier at the pound. That's where they come down. I had that on my list. So I'm going to give this one to Thad. Um, the friends are we're, there. We're tied up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, moving on. Lauren, what gag or bit had the biggest impact on the episode? Um, I'm going with uh, the way Beth just goes along with Joe's crazy ideas. Because I think this is sort of like a series gag. Like, um, definitely like stink butt. That was like, Joe had this weird idea. She went along for the ride. Um, retirement, we've got Matthew's mock interview. Like, Joe gets this like... Like we're gonna we're gonna play a prank or we're gonna gonna do this goofy thing today and Beth's just like all in immediately. Um, she's always on board for a cunning plan or a crazy caper, <laughs> and um, and I think in this case in this episode it had a huge impact. I mean it basically developed that whole storyline. Sure. Okay. All right, Dad. What what was uh, your favorite gag or what was, had the biggest impact? It's got to be. The staff knowing about Dave and Lisa's history and just assuming that they're sleeping together because they're arguing again. <laughs> like, it keeps on, it starts off, like, right up front when they run at the office. James is like, you guys sleeping together again? And then at the <laughs> conference table where they explain it to Max. And then, like, I think they make one more reference by the end. So, yeah, I think that made the biggest impact. They just keep on bringing it up, which is, you know, it's got to be super frustrating if you work at a place where everybody is just going to keep throwing that at you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of like that one, too. Um, so I'm going to have to give that one to Thad. Um, but moving on. Um, Thad, what is the coolest detail in the episode? The nice, adequate touch. It's going to be the best use of a below-average alien costume. <laughs> the costume is not great, but they maximize the use out of just rubber hands and the mask. I don't like again. If it's not enough of a detail, I get it. But I'm just like, that is the coolest thing. Because if you saw if you saw that in the store on the shelf, you're like, ah, no, no, uh, no, no, nothing to wear. There's no, no it's just a mask and hands, and they make it work. So uh, I think that's the coolest thing in there. Cool. And you can engrave that on an abso. <laughs> and the abso for best use of a below average alien costume goes to. <laughs> Just kidding, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Lauren, what, what was your uh, favorite detail? Okay, so I'm going with Jimmy standing in Dave's office with his arms over Dave and Lisa's uh. shoulders, about to make a decision, and then hard cut to Jimmy standing by the conference table with his arms over Dave and Lisa's shoulders, saying, since I cannot make a decision between these two people. Um, it was just like the framing of it and the way it's almost like he, he just like paraded them out there with his arms <laughs> still around yeah, them yeah. is really what it looks like. <laughs> I thought that was a really nice detail. It was very, uh, added a lot of humor to what was already a pretty funny joke. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah, I like that too. That's good. Um, Lauren gets a point there. And we're tied up yet again. What? Um, <laughs> Judge Reinhold. 
All right. So, uh, Lauren, what was the best episode enigma? What is the best unanswerable question you thought of? Okay. So both Lisa and Dave mention the bay windows in the apartment. But when they show the apartment, there are no bay windows. <laughs> we also never see the alcove for the big screen TV, although maybe we're supposed to believe that's on the fourth wall. I don't know. Still, we see the windows, unless we're to believe that there, this is some magical New York City apartment that has windows just all over the place. <laughs> Where are these bay windows? <laughs> In the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the gourmet kitchen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That is a good question. That's an excellent question. Um, Thab, what what did you come up with? Uh, Because this is the costume in a unit, did Beth or Joe already own the nurse's uniform? I think we all assume that Joe had that coat. We saw it at Halloween. We assume he had that coat and ready to go. But that's definitely a costume. I don't think it's around Halloween when this episode takes place. I don't think there's any indicators. And the real giveaway are the boots. She's got matching boots with a little bit of platform to them, which as far as I know, and Lauren, correct me if I'm wrong, not something that someone would typically, a woman would typically have in her closet. Like those seem like they go as part of a costume or part of an outfit. And she's got the whole thing on right then and there. So did one of them already own it? (laughs) Or where did the boots come from? Because boots have to be a very specific fit. Like a lot of costumes right. come in ranges, but boots, that, I mean, that's got to that's gotta be an accurate fit there. Mm-hmm. Those could be from her dominatrix days. She doesn't make <laughs> her money like that anymore. So that it just, it just, even more, Beth probably owned it then, yeah. But white, that's freaky. Uh, those are both excellent questions. I, I'm going to have to give you a tie on that one. Um, no blood drawn. Moving along to uh, Bill, I stole your cane keepsakes. Uh, what item would you take from the set to display or wear? Um, that which which one did you pick? It's got to be Matthew's bell. It's got to be the bell for the, the show. Hundred <laughs> percent, love it, love it. So Matthew's bell that he uses to quiz Dave and Lisa. Okay, all right, um, Lauren, what would you Man. take? Ah, all right. Well, if I can't have the bell. I'm going alien costume. Okay. I do think you could get a lot of humor out of it. Like, I agree. It's it's a below average costume, but that's sort of what makes it funny. Right. It's true. It's true. All right, All right Thad, what, what would be your next item? Uh, it's going to be Beth's nurse's uniform. <laughs> Not to wear, only to display. <laughs> but I, I don't know always... that it would fit you. <laughs> <laughs> For the good of humanity, not to wear. Um... <laughs> But it's one of those things I'd look at and I'd remember that that episode, remember that scene and laugh for sure. Oh, I'm sure you would remember. <laughs> Perhaps encourage a date to wear at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to get into the Dave K first. <laughs> okay. While we're trying to mentally wash our <laughs> brains off. Um, <laughs> Lauren, what would be your next item? Um, I'm gonna go with the alien laser gun from the end, the uh, the the stun gun or, or paralyzer gun or whatever it was. Yes. I think you could apply that to a lot of costumes. It doesn't just have to be alien. Like you could work That's that into true. a lot of things. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Sure. Okay, very good. Well, on the strength of the bell, that is probably that is probably the number one 
I got to give that one to Thad. Ding, ding. (laughs) 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 All right, don't get cocky. There's still a lot of game left. All right. um, So, who did you guys have for your MVP? Lauren? I have Joe. Thad? Jimmy. Jimmy. I got Jimmy. All right. So, Lauren, tell me why is Joe our MVP of this episode? Okay. So, I know that the apartment storyline is the A story, and that's what the episode is named for, but I think the webcam storyline is a lot funnier and feels more like news radio, and Joe really drives that whole storyline, and he's got some great lines, such as, that's Bigfoot and she's pregnant, or you must be sweltering in that dress, or uh, I can see you over here thinking about your mom. <laughs> and he never stops scheming the whole time. He's scheming about how to get the extra webmaster pay. He's scheming about how to get more traffic to the website. He's scheming about how to break it to Beth and Max that the webcam got shut down. And from beginning to end, he never stops scheming. And that's why he's the MVP for me. Okay. All right. Scheming his way to an MVP. Very good. All right. Dad, why is Jimmy the MVP? All right. So I was say, Joe was my runner up. So that was a good, that was definitely a good choice. Um, I'm going back into my mastermind Jimmy theme and I want to look at this episode and Jimmy wins. So he starts off the day by going, Joe, what's going on with this website? And he's like, well, give me a week. I'll give it to the end of the day. Then I'm going to shut it down. I don't think he ever intended to save it. I think he told him right then and there, he's got a day to fool around and then he's shutting it down, but he does it peaceably. There's no fight from Joe. There's no pushback from Joe. Nobody's mad at the end of the day when the website goes down. He avoids making a tough decision between Dave and Lisa. If he picks one, you know, we've, we've all had jobs. If your boss picks somebody else, even if it's fair, there's a little bit of resentment. He manages to escape any resentment by not making the choice. He manages to pass it off. And like, uh, if you think about it, he goes on a field trip in the middle of the day. He fools around. He does a little advertising on, on, uh, on camera with his little soda there, James Von Soda. And, and... He gets a roommate at the end of the episode with Dave. It's lonely in Fort Awesome. <laughs> so all of this ends the website with no fight, figures out who to give the recommendation to with no fight, gets out of the office as a group, and he gets a roommate at the end. He wins. Masterminds. Mm, both very compelling arguments. <laughs> Gosh. I got to go tie on that one. That, that Really good on both counts. Very good. I mean, uh, I had Jimmy as my runner-up. So I, okay, we, so we, you guys were on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And both both <laughs> arguments were very well put forward. Um, you know, Jimmy does get, as, as his roommate, a pissy Wisconsin jerk. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So, that completes our Amps of Fever round. So, right now, while I tally up the points, Lauren is going to give us the Freakzilla Report. Straight from the message board. All the best and worst reactions to this episode at the time it aired. Lauren. This episode of The Hulu Factory is being brought to you by the Jimmy James web browser. Whether you have to get down or get to the chopper or do it now, you can rely on the speed of the Jimmy James web browser. All right. Thank you, Tom. So... Some pervert named Oblivion said, I gotta say, it was a real damn treat to see Beth in that nurse outfit. (laughs) Hubba hubba. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. The rest of the episode was great, too. Made me wish there really was a WNYX webcam. Um, someone named Harvey Lee responded that they hoped someone with screen cap software was able to grab an image of Beth in the costume. That was just another one of those things that put me in the old way back machine. Like, oh you had to have screen cap software. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, someone named Barton was happy they didn't go with the typical sitcom ending where the apartment goes to an unrelated third party in like a twist ending that literally everyone would see coming, which does really feel like, yeah, that's the sitcom-y thing to do. Nobody right. gets the apartment in the end, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and having seen this episode so many times and knowing what ending is coming, I don't expect anything else. But, you know, now that they pointed it out, it does seem like, yeah, they, I think they sort of saw that that was what would be expected of them and made sure not to do that. Like the, the writers never liked to do what was expected of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of speculation that the Dave Lisa argument was the writer's way of letting the audience know that they were dating again. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't just the staff that got tricked into thinking that. It, it was the viewers as well. Um, then there was a lot of hoping and cheering for them to get back together. Mm, Someone named uh, Bongo2584 went so far as to suggest that Dave and Lisa have been together all along and they're secretly married with three kids living in New Jersey. Mm. Not sure how the logistics of that one would have worked out. Like, three kids. Dave's worked there, what, four years at this point. <laughs> I don't believe they're taking into account the gestation period. I don't so. <laughs> um, so anyway, that has been this episode's Freakzilla Report. <laughs> well, thank you, Lauren. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, right now, going into the second and final round, that is leading Lauren by a score of three to two. So it's anybody's game. It can still happen. Um, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> round two begins. Um, round two, or as we call it, the Marty Party, is a little more social. It's going to be our version of buy or sell and would you rather. But it's it's anybody's game. So here we go. First game of round two is called is the real deal or the McNeil perspective for this game. Contestants will get a statement to either buy as the real deal or sell as the McNeil perspective. Second contestant will have to argue the side not chosen, and everyone will score, score points by making good points for their answers. So the first statement is for Thad. Thad, tell me why it's the real deal or the McNeil perspective that Lisa cheated to win the contest by getting the puppy before she knew she had a place for it. Uh, this is 100% the real deal. Lisa okay. is a cheater. Um, <laughs> the whole thing is that this was supposed to be about who deserved the apartment the most. Like, of the three of them, who really deserves that apartment? She changed it from deserve to need by getting that dog before she had a place for it. Instead of it, instead of her deserving a place, she now needs a place for the dog. And of course, everybody is going to respond to that. Nobody wants to see a cute little puppy go back to the pound. So instead of it being about who deserves it, it turns into who needed it the most. And she cheated by bringing in a little puppy. A little outside action. Okay. All right. Lauren, why is this the McNeil perspective? This is the McNeil perspective. Um, did she play dirty? Absolutely. But did she cheat? No. No clear rules were stipulated, so no rules were broken. 
it's not as though they do this sort of decision by internet vote thing all the time. So it's not even as if there would have been like some unspoken or generally accepted rules that had been broken here. She did play dirty. I give you that. And it worked out for her. But technically, no, she did not cheat. Okay, I gotta go with I gotta go with Lauren on this one. Um, th- there were no rules apparently that that we are aware of. It's just may the best person win. Um, okay, so Lauren, tell me why it's the real deal or the McNeil perspective that getting the apartment would have improved Max's life the most out of the three. This is the real deal. So. Lisa already had a place to live, and her only real complaint about it was that it was tiny and there was some crime. Um, It's practically a lateral move for her. Uh, The result for Dave not getting the apartment was that he moved into a mansion with a billionaire. So I feel like there are worse things. Max would have had a shorter commute, gone from an extended stay motel living to apartment living, and that's a major upgrade, and he would have gotten out of New Jersey. So his life would have been far more improved than either of the other two candidates. Gotcha. Not that we want to cast any aspersions on the fine state of New Jersey. New Jersey's great, but he's working in another state. Shorten that commute. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, that Tell me why that is the McNeil perspective that uh, getting the apartment would have improved Max's life the most out of the three. Um, this is definitely the McNeil perspective. Dave would have easily had his life improved the most right who's the most stressed person at the office definitely dave all of a sudden he gets an apartment because he needs an apartment he's about to be kicked out on the street gets an apartment it's close to work it's got a great tv viewing station which is how dave relaxes dave gets this apartment his stress level goes down he comes into work everybody's life gets better not just dave's so of uh, of all three of them i think dave's the one that really really deserved that apartment. His life would have improved the absolute most. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, i got to give this one to Lauren again. I think I think this is correct that, that Max getting from New Jersey into the city, that's probably the, the biggest improvement that could happen, because especially considering Dave gets to move in with Jimmy. Um, okay. That, uh, is it the real deal or the McNeil perspective that the pregnant Bigfoot picture of Max was the worst thing on the WNYX website? Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to go with this is the real deal because it's a gross picture. Like, what website do you want to pull up for your business and there's a gross picture? Like, it's so gross that Max isn't even sure that it's him at first and has to look twice. And then we settle on pregnant Bigfoot. So, uh, for a business website, I, I, I can't think of uh, the other things being worse than that. Okay. There's not a whole lot else to choose from, so yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right, Lauren, um, why is this the McNeil perspective? Okay, this is the McNeil perspective. I don't know how old we think Joe is in this episode, but for him to be scamming on college girls Surveying. and tricking them into emailing him their phone number is just gross. Really, regardless of his age, it's gross. And um, But basically, because I think he's quite a bit older than these college girls, I'm going to call it grosser than gross, and I'm going to call that the worst thing on the WNYX website. Okay. Yeah, you make a compelling point. I got to give you that one. All right. Can I counter? Hold on. Can I counter? <laughs> Can I counter? I'm sorry. No, you've, you've already had your, uh, had your bit. Um, okay. 
All right, so Lauren, is it the is it the real deal or the McNeil perspective that having the staff vote on who gets the recommendation was the best way that Jimmy could have made the decision? I'm gonna go with the McNeil perspective. Honestly, I think his best bet would have been to flip a coin or have Joe invent a random number generator machine or something. <laughs> Once he realized he couldn't choose between the two of them, the best option would have been to leave it up purely to chance. That way there would be no hard feelings whatsoever. Okay. All right. Dad, uh, why is this the real deal? Uh, this, is, this is definitely the real deal because it all comes back down to Mastermind Jimmy. First of all, do we really think that he would have Lisa stay with him? No. Do you think he was going to have Max stay with him? No. So why is he going to cause any tension in the office when at the end of the day, he gets to pass the blame on, not even to the rest of the staff, but to the internet? So now nobody in the office is, is at blame or at fault or anything like that. He's got a happy office and a roommate at the end of this episode. And he could have flipped the coin. He could have made a decision, but there would have been hard feelings somewhere, somewhere. So again, Mastermind Jimmy wins. It's the real deal. Okay, the question was not whether Jimmy won or not. It was, was this the best way to make the decision? And you argued that the internet was the best way to make the decision. So I got to give this one to Lauren again. She's, she's uh, killing it in the real deal. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still anyone's game. We have our final game here. Have an adequate day. Um, it's our would you rather based on ideas and situations related to the episode we'll have a short discussion about each of the four choices and the bonus consequence then everyone including the host will draft from all the choices whoever's day sucks the least will win the game and be awarded six absent points so here are the choices would you rather have to campaign your co-workers to vote for you to get a great apartment in a workplace contest between you and two other coworkers, or have to live with your boss for three months while you find a new place. Thad, which which way would you go on this one? Oh, I'm going with I'm going with one A because I know Lauren has to take one B after last round. <laughs> Talking about Dave getting Dave gets to move in all that. Uh, man, I don't want to live with a boss. Like you know, I've had some cool bosses and it's all good, but I think we all want that that work and life kind of uh, division right there and. Uh, I, as good as, as it must be to be in Fort Awesome with all the dogs, I am thinking to myself, like, I would rather have my own space. I'd rather take my chances in the, uh, in the election than, uh, okay. than <laughs> move right in. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, Lauren, which one would you take? Yeah, I, I, I've never had a billionaire boss with a mansion, so <laughs> that might sway my, my decision. But no, like I don't love the idea of having to lobby to my coworkers for anything to do with my personal life. But um, thinking about not even just my current boss, but any boss I've ever had. Um, yeah, I, that's going to be a hard pass. Not living with a single one of them. Very much no. <laughs> okay. Very good. All right, moving on. Um, Lauren, would you rather... Find out the person you're dating and have been intimate with is your first cousin or get and keep a pet that you don't want, don't like, and will dislike caring for to get a great apartment or house. Yeah, all the nopes for dating a first cousin. <laughs> Just gross. Just gross. Um, I'm fully capable of caring for an animal even if I don't want to. Like, I can accept that responsibility. That's right. fine. I will do it out of obligation 
dating a first cousin just kind of like makes my stomach turn, makes my skin crawl. No, thank you. <laughs> sure. Like how badly do you know your, you know, your aunts and uncles that you don't know that it's your first cousin? Right. Like, like, that, that were is... you were you like adopted and like didn't realize that this is a an actual biological family relation? Like how do you how do you not know? <laughs> how do you not realize that this is a first cousin? I don't know. All right. So that <laughs> explain to us how did you not know it was your first cousin? <laughs> <laughs> no. Which I, I'm assuming you would also pick the uh, the pet. Uh, yeah, I guess I, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, let's say it was a first cousin. Let's say it was a second cousin, right? Like, it, the whole thing is you find out. It doesn't mean you have to continue. You can end it right there. Right. You, you know, so live with that knowledge. But there's still, it's still. you to live with that animal. If that animal really drives you crazy, like, how many parents, you know how many, like, parents I've heard talk about killing, like, all sorts of small animals? Like, I am going to throw this thing out in the street and it's going to take its chances. I am done with this thing. Um, I think, I think, first cousin is why I think I have to go with number two. Uh, but, like, if I could keep this thing under wraps instead of having to live with a little demon, I would have to give it a little strong thing. It's already done. The damage is already done. <laughs> there is a Game of Thrones like level of pragmatism here. <laughs> and incest. So, you know. All right. <laughs> Um, okay. Let's see that. Would you rather have your boss tell you to create a company YouTube channel and to get 1 million collective likes within three months or else you're fired or be recorded on camera every second you are on your job's property for a full week? I'm going to go with the first one with the YouTube channel uh, because I'm going to milk it. Number one, I'm going to put my resume together and start looking at other jobs because I don't know how you get 1 million <laughs> likes in three months. But I think in addition to having some time to try to find another job, that actually lets me just kind of fool around with the company YouTube channel. Like, I'm going to have all sorts of different ideas. I'm going to have all sorts of different fun with that. You know, but one million likes in three months is, is I think, kind of impossible. You, know, you got to hit lightning in a bottle. Right. Or record yourself having sex with somebody famous. <laughs> Put it on the probably probably violates YouTube's user. <laughs> Listen, if I have sex with somebody famous, everybody's gonna know one way or the other. You, well you might as well get the views, YouTube. You like ad revenue. <laughs> All right, Lauren, which which of these choices would you take? Um, I'm going with the second one. I mean, the first one basically just sounds like I'm getting fired. I don't see <laughs> yeah. any way I could possibly do it. Um, my kids watch some seriously obnoxious YouTubers. I do not understand how they get so successful. So clearly I don't know what goes into a successful YouTube channel. Sure. Um, I could call out some of my least favorite ones right now, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a podcast for vendettas. Thank you. No. Um, I pretty much assume I'm being recorded all the time at my job anyway. Like, you know, I think you go out in public, you pretty much need to assume you're being recorded, right? There's cameras everywhere. So I think, like, we should all just accept that this is... Big Brother is watching. Sure. <laughs> Ever heard of 1984? <laughs> heard of it. Heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, right. so num- the second one for me. I, th- I think I'd have to go with... I, I think for basically the reason that I know I'm there's no chance of me getting a million likes on a YouTube channel 
I know this this job is not going to be for me, so fine, go fire away. I don't care. <laughs> I'd rather do that than than be required because it says every second that you're on. So like in the bathroom too, like you know, the car you know, and the, as soon as you drive on the lot, yeah. man, like you can't even go in your yeah. car and smoke a cigarette. Like they know. Hey, buddy, exactly. nicotine free zone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so Lauren, would you rather? Listen to a weird coworker for 75 minutes as they explain to you their alien character's backstory or wear a skimpy costume in a play that will be webcammed and broadcast live onto the internet. You will be on camera the entire time. <laughs> All right. So I am a 40 something year old mom. My skimpy costume days are behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not pulling it off and no one needs to see that. Um, weird coworkers, on the other hand, are kind of my jam. <laughs> At the very least, they're entertaining, which might say something about me. Maybe I'm the weird coworker. Who really explains this podcast? When you think about it. <laughs> if you don't know who the weird coworker is yet, you are definitely the weird coworker. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the weird coworker just because it's probably going to be entertaining at the very least. Maybe I'll get a, an idea for a. Uh, a fan fiction story or something. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Thad, which way are you leaning on this one? Well, if I have to get a million likes in three months, I got to go with a skimpy costume, right? Like, <laughs> it's like I've got to hope to blow up one way or the other. <laughs> Even if it's negative attention, it's we got to get that million likes. And let me tell you, once I get a million likes on YouTube, I can write my own ticket to any other company I want to go. <laughs> like, I just have there to be that guy on the internet, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I am more intrigued by the Skippy costume just because I think it'd be more hilarious and it would have a wider, uh, just kind of a wider reach, you know. Uh, but I am not necessarily like uh, it's not too terrible to listen to a weird coworker for seventy five minutes. I guess it really determines uh, it's determined by how weird they actually are. Like I think that's probably <laughs> the factor. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I would probably go with the weird coworker for seventy five minutes. I. I don't know that I want to wear a skimpy outfit and have that be out there for forever. <laughs> Could you like, listen to Max peeps. for 75 minutes? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, I don't well, think I could. <laughs> I, uh, it doesn't say that this is not at a bar, so, you know. <laughs> Even at a bar. I don't know if I can handle 75 minutes at Max. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Bathroom it's a lot. Maybe. But whatever. Okay. Uh, and the last choice we have here is sleep on a small bed with too many large dogs for three months. That is a that's a heck of a thing. I love dogs, but man, I need my sleep. Three, three big ones. Yeah, I need some space. That's <laughs> yeah. tough. All right, now we've discussed the choices. We're going to do a quick draft, and then we'll come back to let you know how everyone's day went. Welcome back. We have drafted our choices, and now we're going to find out how adequate everyone's day was okay so first off we have lauren who is going to have to live with her boss for three months while she finds a new place she is also going to be recorded on camera every second that she's on her job's property for a full week and listen to a weird co-worker's backstory for 75 minutes as they explain about their care Alien character's backstory. That. Work, work, work. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to have to campaign his coworkers to vote for him to get a great apartment 
in a workplace contest between him and two other co-workers. Uh, he is also going to find out the person that he's dating and has been intimate with is his first cousin. I really wish I hadn't argued so hard for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> and last but not least, he's going to have his boss tell him to create a company YouTube channel and get 1 million collective likes within three months or else he's fired. I'd like so to assure he's... my first cousins that they're perfectly safe. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be incestuous and out of a job. Um, <laughs> my day consists of having to get, keep, pet that I don't want, don't like, and will dislike caring for to get a great apartment or house. At least I get a great apartment or house in that one. <laughs> Not for um, long with that animal. <laughs> Tom Turner and Hooch is more like it. I <laughs> uh, wonder how long that one's been in the chamber. Okay. Um, <laughs> also have to wear a skimpy costume in a play that Woo! will be webcammed and broadcast live on the internet. You're welcome, folks. Um, I'll be on camera the entire time. And I also get to sleep in a small bed with too many large dogs for three months. So, yes, it is like turning <laughs> many hooches. My dogs are hungry. So, based on those choices, the winner of that round and the winner of the entire ABSA for the day is Thaddeus, who dominated the uh, Would You Rather section. And uh, he wins the day. So, Dad, what would you like to tell your adoring fans? Uh, mostly how surprised I am. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> Lauren killed me this game. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, I'm already thinking about part B. Uh, so I am super surprised, but super pleased to add another tally on the champion's mark. Uh, I am also going to take this opportunity <laughs> to once again make it perfectly clear that nothing has ever nor will ever <laughs> happen with any family relations at any level. First, second, third, whatever. So uh, I am going to enjoy this victory. I am going to be very careful about some of the prompts that we come up with next time. And I'm going to enjoy part B. So, whoo, media, whoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. well, thank you for that, Thad. We you guys appreciate are safe. the disclaimer. You're safe. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> the views of Thad do not reflect this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> now, we we hope you'll all join us for our more informal discussion about this episode in part B. Until then, thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. Good night, pumpkin. But a fuko to you too. Pantyhose. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by the gift shop on your way out. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for ABSA fever. <laughs>